When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Episode 97 of the Sports Yak. I'm Corey Mann. That's Chuck Freebie. Welcome to episode 97. The Jeremy Roenick episode. I'm familiar with this Blackhawk. Yes. I believe he didn't choose 97, though, until he got traded to Phoenix. And he became the first player to ever wear number 97 in the NHL. I think I saw Jeremy Roenick at U2 two summers ago. That's still around Chicago. Oh, yeah. He loves there's Chicago. A, there's a restaurant, maybe? Yeah, I think JR's. Yeah. Okay. And uh, very, very energetic, outgoing kind of guy and had a great career. He's the third U.S. born hockey player in history to have 500 goals. So, Lone Star JR. Didn't he do some kind of leprechaun funny thing for the uh, Winter Classic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been a couple of days since we last talked. I do have a listener question to kick things off. Oh, it's... Specifically for you, because oh, really? I didn't have an answer. When Ben Zobris comes back to the Cubs, mm-hmm. will there be a place for him, do you think? Or does he get back down a few notches, sent to Iowa to get the cobwebs off, and then uh, brought back up to the, the big leagues? What do you think? That's a legitimate question because of the length of time of this... Uh, leave of absence that he's taken, which we have now determined is because he and his wife are are getting a divorce, and uh, that was shown in the courts. I would think that he would want a couple of games in Iowa maybe 
to shake off the cobwebs, there will be a place for him. I would imagine that somebody like a Mark Zagunas could get sent down. Um, but yeah, there will definitely be a place for Zobris on this team because he's Joe Madden's guy. I mean, Madden loves him. He's had him. He had him in Tampa Bay when they made their World Series run. Yeah, so Zobris will be coming back, but it'll be interesting to see how this all affects him. And you say he's Madden's guy. I'm guessing, assuming they're in contact with each other quite a bit. I would think that Theo and Jed in the front office and Madden and Zobrist have have at least had a conversation or two during his absence to check in on him, see how he's doing. Speaking of the Chicago Cubs, let's talk about this young Javi Baez character. He injured his heel Sunday night in the win over Washington fielding a ground ball, and so he hasn't been able to run. And and if you even watched him last night, he came up to bat with the bases loaded, 2-2, bottom of the ninth, one out, and Joe Madden rolling the dice because if Javi hits a ground ball, he's not running well with that bad heel, and it's probably going to be a double play. But Javi takes the first pitch he sees from the Philadelphia reliever over the outside I, I wouldn't even say the outside corner. I think this was off the plate a little bit. But it's a fastball about thigh high, and he rifles it down the first base line, and the Cubs wind up beating the Phillies by a count of 3-2, scoring two in the bottom of the ninth. One of the things you're seeing Cub hitters do more and more this year, and it's because it's been a point of emphasis for Joe Madden and uh, the new hitting coach, they're going to the opposite field a lot more. And you especially see that with Baez. He's staying back on the ball, which keeps him from chasing as many bad pitches. I've been to games before where former players walk out and it turns into a boo fest. I was impressed by Jake Arrieta's appearance. Chicago still loves that guy. They do. They appreciate the fact that he had two incredible seasons on the north side. Obviously helped them get to a World Series and win a World Series for the first time in 108 years. I think most Cub fans wanted to keep Jake Arrieta. The Cub management made a choice not to keep Jake Arrieta, and that was the looming storyline over that game on Monday because the guy the the Cubs chose to replace Jake Arrieta was Hugh Darvish, who has not produced one iota since being in Chicago. And Darvish's stuff is looking better. I'll say that. He threw a pretty good game in Cincinnati. He didn't throw badly on Monday night. But Jake Arrieta came in, and, well, he looked like the Jake Arrieta of old, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that fastball may not have as much zip, but the pitches still have quite a bit of movement on him. I feel like uh, watching watching Bryce Harper play, too, there's a bit of electricity. Like, oh, my gosh, what's about to happen? I feel that way when I watch him. Well, that, that's that been the characteristic for him throughout his career, and he showed that on in the game on Monday night that the Phillies wound up winning the next innings when he threw out Rizzo at the plate on a fly ball to the outfield with the bases loaded and one out, and it it was hit reasonably deep. I mean, you saw that fly ball and you didn't say, oh, why is Butterfield sending Rizzo on this play? Of course you're going to send him on that play, and Harper just made a heck of a throw. Uh, but he is. He's one of those five-tool players that when he comes to the plate, you have to watch. He is, he is that kind of player. 
Let's take a dosy do around the rest of the league. Well, the White Sox have the problem of facing the Houston Astros right now, and the Astros have had marvelous pitching in this series. Brad Peacock shut them out 3 nothing on Monday night, and then last night, Justin Verlander, boy, early on I thought he might throw a no-hitter. He just he still has electric stuff. He stuck, uh, struck out 12 White Sox players last night. Houston wins a 5-1. Houston is going to win the American League West going away. I think they've got something like a nine-game lead already. And we're not even done with May. They're just a juggernaut down there. They're a really good team. And I'm sure the White Sox just want to get this series done and over with. Is he married to somebody? Justin Verlander? Yeah, he's married he... to this woman named uh, by the name of Kate Upton. Oh, yes. I don't know if you've ever seen her in any magazine. She's a, she's kind of a local girl. Um, My hometown. Yeah. And, um, you know... She's been known to turn some heads. Is that Fred's daughter? Or uh, her niece? Niece. Okay. Fred's niece. Okay. I believe Kate is the daughter of the athletic director at Niles, Jeff Upton. Oh, okay. All right. What else? You want to talk about Detroit? Tigers lose one last night by a count of 5 4. They came from behind, uh, but they give up a run in the 11th. They're really on the struggle bus right now. I think they've lost something like eight out of nine. Uh, they can't beat Oakland. They've lost something like 16 straight to Oakland, and then Miami rolls in there last night and beats them. So uh, Detroit really looking bad right now, and Ron Gardenhire's got to find some buttons to push on that team to just try to keep them from falling into the cellar in the American League Central. Touch on college baseball real quick. Uh, Notre Dame will wrap up its season this afternoon playing Georgia Tech. The format of the ACC tournament is such where if you are one of the top four seeds, all you have you play in these little three-team pools. So you play a round robin in a three-team pool. If you're one of the top four seeds, all you have to do is go one and one, and you can advance. If you're uh, anywhere lower, you have to sweep. Well, Notre Dame lost last night to Duke 10-6, so this game they're playing against Georgia Tech today is meaningless, and hopefully they won't take the field and look like that. If they do lose to Georgia Tech today, they'll finish the season 24-30, and 30, which is the exact record that they finished with last year. And the question will be asked, and perhaps rightfully so, if Mick Aoki should continue as the Notre Dame baseball coach. This will be his ninth season at the helm, and some question whether progress is being made or not. Big Ten Player of the Year is a homeboy. Boy, this... You know, I had an interesting conversation uh, online yesterday with Jordan Brewer. Jordan Brewer was an all-state player at St. Joe, Michigan. So people knew about him, but he wasn't getting any kind of looks. And, you know, he was confused by this. I was confused by this. I remember when he was a senior, he asked me, who can I reach out to? And, and I had a couple of coaching contacts. I said, I'll put you in touch with these guys, and and maybe they can help you out. And he wound up going to Lincoln Trail Community College, junior college route. And he went there for a couple of years and transfers this year to the University of Michigan, where he is now their starting center fielder. And all he did in his first year of playing Division I baseball was hit 12 homers, drive in 52 runs, steal 19 bases, and become the Big Ten Player of the Year. (laughs) <laughs> what a story of perseverance. And and so we need to find a way to get him on the podcast because I would love to hear that story.
from him and his perspective on it as to how in the heck did you stay with it and believe in yourself when nobody else seemed to believe in you during your time as a as a high school and early college player? Speaking of getting some looks, I saw on Twitter last night, young Ron Paulus Jr. looking at, uh, well, the University of Kentucky looking at him. Yeah, uh, he gets an offer from the University of Kentucky, so he's got an offer from an SEC school. There's no doubt the pedigrees there, obviously, with his dad being a former Notre Dame quarterback. He's got a tremendous arm. The question that I would have on Ron is simply his mobility. Uh, But other than that, there's no doubt he can stand back there and fire it. And if if you look at the University of Kentucky, their history of quarterbacks, he doesn't look that much different than some of the quarterbacks that they've had over the years. They had a kid named uh, Jared Lorenzen who blew up to about 300 pounds. I I don't think that's going to happen to Ron Paulus III, but – he is. He's got a terrific arm. He's got terrific talent. Corey, I'm, I'm telling you what. We have two quarterbacks in the NIC this year in Ira Armstead and Ron Paulus III, who are both getting quite a few Division One looks. And it's been a while since we've had QBs in this area that have gotten that kind of attention. Ira plays where? South Bend John Adams. South Bend John Adams. Okay. Hey, before we move on to our little playlist here, any feedback from you or listeners about uh, Mike Franz, The Raven? I really enjoyed that show. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I listen back to our shows and I think, you know, and, and maybe I'm sure you and I are probably less critical of ourselves than the listener who probably just shuts it off midway through. But that one captivated me. I, I really enjoyed him. I thought Mike brought some energy to the show. I, I find his story fascinating. Uh, there were questions. I still have the question. This, you know, when I go back and listen to an interview, I, I'm listening for the question that I didn't ask. Okay. What didn't I ask that I wished I would have? This should be interesting. And the question I I should have asked him is, what what is it about being in costume that brings out something in you that isn't there when you're not in costume? You know why? Why is that latent in most of your life, and all of a sudden gets to explode when nobody knows it's you? Mm-hmm. And that's probably part of the key is well, nobody, nobody knows, knows it's me. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I I can let this thing out because I'm I'm afraid if I let that out when people know it's me, it will be standoffish or put people off. I'd like to see some footage of him in action. You know, yeah. in the Raven outfit. So we'll, we'll have to keep tabs on him and see if anything lands on YouTube or or his Facebook page. Or maybe when he gets called up because, uh, you know, the head guy needs some help, you know, or needs a breather or whatever. Never know. Hockey. The St. Louis Blues, for the first time in 49 years, are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Blues last night dispatching of San Jose four games to two with a 5-1 win in St. Louis. So it's Boston and St. Louis in the NHL Finals, which is interesting because in 1970, the last time the Blues were in the Finals, it was Boston and St. Louis in the NHL Finals, and that was the year. You may have seen this picture. Bobby Orr scores the game-winning goal in the clinching game of the Stanley Cup, going airborne, diving across the middle of the rink, and hitting this shot past the Blues goalie. And it's kind of one of the more famous hockey photographs that there is. 
So here they are, reunited again. And, of course, for those of us who are announcing fans, it gives us the joyous opportunity to hear the dulcet tones of Doc Emmerich giving out those verbs like nobody's business. I was doing some birthday shopping last night online. My wife would like to know what I'd like for my 50th birthday. And I came across some old retro Air Jordans. Ooh, okay. I've never had a pair of Air Jordans in my life. I figure maybe for the 50th that we might be able to bend the rules. And as I was looking at this shoe last night, and then I hear that the uh, the uh, Golden State's moving forward, I, I wanted to ask you, is Golden State now our 90s Chicago Bulls? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you can make the adept comparison to the Celtics of the 1960s as well because Golden State is the first team to go to five straight NBA finals since the Celtics of the 1960s. Now, I think most Bulls fans believe that if Michael hadn't taken the time off to go play baseball, and there's still there's still a conspiracy theorist in me that w- wonders, was that an NBA gambling suspension that he served? Oh, wow. By going to the yeah, White Sox? that makes sense. And the NBA didn't want to tarnish the image, so they said, you have to take a little bit of time off. But whatever the case... If Jordan doesn't take those two years off in 94 and 95, I don't have any doubt that the Bulls would have gone to five straight as well. Here's also the interesting thing. This is the first NBA Finals we'll have had in nine years without LeBron James. Wow. Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland again. LeBron James was in eight straight NBA Finals. So it'll be interesting to see what the ratings are like for these NBA Finals. Because you've got Golden State, which I think is an entertaining team to watch. People enjoy watching them. But there might be some fatigue with them. I think if it's Milwaukee, I think if it's Milwaukee, there will be some interest there because of Giannis. And the Bucks are a fun team to watch as well. I think if it's Toronto, even with Kawhi Leonard... Golden State Toronto just does not move the needle for me. Speaking of LeBron, I was doing some traveling and I have the movie Trainwreck on my phone. I showed you a scene from it yesterday. Yeah. LeBron's in that movie. He's actually really funny. So he is not a train wreck. No, in he, train wreck. he has two or three scenes that are genuinely funny. Like he could he could do this. He oh, I go. think he's a talented dude. Yeah. And certainly the executive producing he's doing, the things that he's done with his school. It, I find it interesting. I, I don't understand the LeBron James haters. Right. I, I think the haters are just people who are perhaps jealous. Did he handle the whole move from Cleveland to Miami? Well, no, but gosh, that's so many years ago now. Is he a bit of a pariah on the Lakers? Maybe, but there's not a lot around him on the Lakers, and that front office with the Lakers is in such disarray. Corey, the other day, the Lakers, they, they decide to name Frank Vogel the former Pacers boss, is their new coach. And uh, I think it was Monday was the day that Frank Vogel was going to meet the media in Los Angeles. They were going to introduce him as the new coach. Well, Magic Johnson, who just resigned as Lakers president, decides that Monday is the day that he's going to go on with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN and do his tell-all about the Lakers organization. Basically, 
overshadowing the announcement of the new coach. Mm -hmm. And you cannot tell me that that was not intentional. High school headlines real quick. Boy, a lot of celebration at Mishawaka today. They win their first girls track regional. Corey, they have a young lady who is a sprinter by the name of Patience Johnson. She wins the 100 meters and the 200 meters regional title. Now, I have to say this. In all honesty, there is a girl downstate, um, Samari Killebrew. As good as Patience Johnson is, I think Samari Killebrew, I want to say she goes to Brebuff in Indianapolis. She's dusting everybody. Samari Killebrew last night ran the 200 meters in 24.05 seconds, which is the fastest time ever run in a regional in the state of Indiana. And she's outstanding. That said, Patience Johnson is really good, too. And I think Patience is only a sophomore. And so she ran the 100, the 200. She anchored their winning 4 by 100 relay team, which picks up 30 points for Mishawaka right there with those three first places. And the Cavemen get their first girls track regional title ever. So congratulations to the good folks at Mishawaka. And there were some other outstanding performances in this meet, too. Morgan Dyer is a distance runner at Elkhart Memorial High School. She won the 1600 and the 3200. So she's really, really good. I think she's a senior now. And those were some of the more impressive individual performances last night at the regional level. Tennis regionals are going on this week. They've had to fight the weather a little bit. They did get a couple matches in at Elkhart last night, so Concord and Northwood, these two old Northern Lakes Conference rivals, will meet today for a regional championship. A lot of interest over in the regional at Laporte. The Slicers are undefeated, but they take on St. Joe today, and St. Joe beat them 3-2 in the regional last year to advance. And then Penn is also in that regional, and Penn beat St. Joe during the regular season, so how is that all going to sort out? Should be an interesting couple of days of tennis over in Laporte. And then the baseball sectionals begin today. Folks, if you're a baseball fan, just a casual baseball fan, you got nothing else to do, go over to Clay High School tonight. Clay High School is hosting the 1A sectional. And there's a team down in southern LaPorte County, South Central, the Satellites. South Central has a couple of players in Carson Hussman and Kyle Schmack who are 1-2 in the state in home runs. Hussman hit two last night against Knox. He has 13 now for the year. Awfully fun to watch. So if you're in the South Bend area and your team's not playing tonight, maybe go watch that because uh, South Central opens up the sectional against Argus, the Dragons, tonight. Satellites and Dragons. Now there is a matchup. You've got space travel against... Medieval Times. HBO on line one, Chuck. HBO line one. Satellites and dragons. Wow. That is something to watch. Or maybe that's the new Dave Matthews band record. Could be. Speaking of songs, the part, the segment of this show I loathe the most, but we're almost through it. 1997. I, I was hoping when I looked at the list of songs from 1997, I was hoping... Hey, maybe this is where music kind of turned back. No. Uh, No, it wasn't. How was that look for you? However, I think I'm going to surprise you a little bit with my selection today. Yeah? 
Um, you know what I've noticed as I have listened to previous episodes, I'm not going with songs that I liked that year. I've been going with songs that's uh, still consistent to me and I still listen to now. I would agree with you, and, and I probably do the same because I really can't remember. 1997 was such a tumultuous year for me because we had our twins. And we I, moved I into a Chloe. new house. Yeah, I had Chloe. I had our first child. So you had your first child. We had twins. We moved into a new house that we were building. I can barely remember anything outside of just focusing on those things from that year. I, I know that that was also the year that uh, they renovated. They opened up the renovated Notre Dame Stadium mm-hmm. with the 80,000 seats. Bob, Davey, it was all about ball, Corey. And Bob Davey was the head coach of the Fighting Irish, taking over in his first year. I hosted that pep rally that night against uh, Texas or Texas Tech. Do you Georgia remember? Tech. Georgia Tech was the opener at the stadium. And here's how I know this. Oh, it was the first pep rally in the stadium, but okay. it was against a Texas team. Probably University of Texas. Okay. So, 97, you may remember for that opener, it was something like 90 degrees at the stadium. And they hadn't tested all the bathrooms, and they oh, basically yeah. had a water problem in the stadium, ran out of water. Well, my seven-month pregnant wife was at that game and became dehydrated and went into early labor, which put her on bed rest for the final two months of her pregnancy, which meant that we were moving into a new home in October with her on bed rest. Where that did you, where did you live previously? We lived not far from the university on a little street called Oak Park Drive. Um, if you know South Bend and you know where the Mandarin House is yes, on Edison, and now where Bowling Vision is on Edison, if you turned in that road by Bowling Vision, went back a block and took a right, our house would be about the second one there. Was that a rental back then? No, no, no. You was, bought that one? That was bought. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, can I go first? Please. Song I'd like wise? you to. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Now, I know every TV show kind of uses that as their wrap-up song. You know, Seinfeld used it right. in their grand finale. But I just like something. It's a nice little two-and-a-half-minute song, reminiscent of, you know, looking back on life from Green Day. It It is reminiscent. However, the problem I have is people misuse that because it, it's a song about a breakup. Yeah. And a nasty breakup. The guy got cheated on i believe and that's why he's saying i hope you had the time of your life (laughs) but everybody looks at it you know it's it's the because of the verbiage in the song the still still frames of your mind and all that everybody uses that in every rap uh i also changed the lyrics back in the day when we played it on the old u93 oh yeah you gotta sound like you had snot in your nose another turning point a fork stuck in your head ouch and that was it. What song you got for me? I am taking you to Third Eye Blind. I like talking over this one. Hey, I am 72 degrees. It's a great day to be out in that backyard mowing the lawn, pulling some weeds, Chuck Freeman. You know what I'm talking about. Speaking of pulling weeds, got a great remote coming up at the greenhouse this weekend. But <laughs> more on that, here's Third Eye Blind. I'm packed and I'm holding. I'm smiling. She living. She golden. She lives for me. Hey. Says she lives for me. 
There's a lot of words in this song I didn't know what he was saying. He's got an interesting pronunciation yeah. vibe going. But I have low motivation lots of days, so I can appreciate this song. That's this, a good one. This is probably, yeah, the only Third Eye Blind song that I would be able to tell you about. Perhaps Friday we'll do a little preview of the Indianapolis Five. Okay. Until next time, Yaksters. Ooga, ooga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wings and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.